Section 23 of Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Leonard Wilson. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 3, Section 23. Selected Poems by Robert Atoon Robert Atoon, 1570-1638 This Scottish poet was born in his father's castle of Kenaldi, near St. Andrew's, Fifeshire, in 1570. He was descended from the Norman family of de Vesey, a younger son of which settled in Scotland and received from Robert Bruce the lands of Atoon in Berwickshire. Kennardy came into the family about 1539. Robert Atoon was educated at St. Andrews, taking his degree in 1588, traveled on the continent like other wealthy Scottish gentlemen, and studied law at the University of Paris. Returning in 1603, he delighted James I by a Latin poem congratulating him on his accession to the English throne. Thereupon the poet received an invitation to court as groom of the privy chamber. He rose rapidly, was knighted in 1612, and made gentleman of the bedchamber to King James and private secretary to Queen Anne. When Charles I ascended the throne, Etune was retained and held many important posts. According to Aubrey, he was acquainted with all the wits of his time in England. Sir Robert was essentially a court poet, and belonged to the cultivated circle of Scottish favorites that James gathered around him. Yet there is no mention of him in the gossipy diaries of the period, and almost none in the state papers. He seems, however, to have been popular. Ben Jonson boasts that Atoon loved me dearly. It is not surprising that his mild verses should have faded in the glorious light of the contemporary poets. He wrote in Greek and French, and many of his Latin poems were published under the title Delitiae Poetarum Scotorum, Amsterdam, 1637. His English poems on such themes as A Love Dirge, The Poet Forsaken, The Lover's Remonstrance, Address to an Inconstant Mistress, etc., do not show depth of emotion. He says of himself, Yet have I been a lover by report, yea, I have died for love as others do. But praised be God, it was in such a sort that I revived within an hour or two. The lines beginning, I do confess thou art smooth and fair, quoted below with their adaptation by Burns, do not appear in his manuscripts, collected by his heir, Sir John Atoon, nor in the edition of his works with a memoir prepared by Dr. Charles Rogers, published in Edinburgh in 1844, and reprinted privately in 1871. Dean Stanley, in his Memorials of Westminster Abbey, accords to him the original of Auld Lang Syne, which Rogers includes in his edition. Burns's song follows the version attributed to Francis Temple. 
Etun passed his entire life in luxury, died in Whitehall Palace in 1638, and was the first Scottish poet buried in Westminster Abbey. His memorial bust was taken from a portrait by Van Dyke. Inconstancy Upbraided I love thee once, I'll love no more. Thine be the grief, as is the blame. Thou art not what thou wast before. What reason I should be the same? He that can love unloved again Hath better store of love than brain. God send me love my debts to pay, While unthrifts fool their love away. Nothing could have my love o'erthrown If thou hadst still continued mine. Yea, if thou hadst remained thy own, I might perchance have yet been thine. But thou thy freedom didst recall, That it thou might elsewhere enthrall. And then how could I but disdain A captive's captive to remain? When new desires had conquered thee, And changed the object of thy will, It had been lethargy in me, Not constancy, to love thee still. Yea, it had been a sin to go and prostitute affection so. Since we are taught no prayers to say To such as must to others pray. Yet do thou glory in thy choice, Thy choice of his good fortune boast. I'll neither grieve nor yet rejoice To see him gain what I have lost. The height of my disdain shall be to laugh at him, to blush for thee to love thee still but go no more a begging to a beggar's door lines to an inconstant mistress i do confess thou art smooth and fair and i might have gone near to love thee had i not found the slightest prayer that lips could speak had power to move thee but I can let thee now alone, as worthy to be loved by none. I do confess thou art sweet, yet find thee such an unthrift of thy sweets. Thy favours are but like the wind, which kisseth everything it meets. And since thou canst love more than one, thou art worthy to be loved by none. The morning rose that untouched stands, armed with her briars, how sweet she smells! But plucked and strained through ruder hands, Her scent no longer with her dwells, But scent and beauty both are gone, And leaves fall from her, one by one. Such fate ere long will thee be tied, When thou hast handled been a while, Like fair flowers to be thrown aside, And thou shalt sigh, while I shall smile, to see thy love to every one hath brought thee to be loved by none. Burns's Adaptation I do confess thou art si fair, I wad be now o'er the lugs in love. Had I not found the slightest prayer that lips could speak, thy heart could move. I do confess thee sweet, but find thou art sith thriftless o' thy sweets, 
thy favours are the silly wind that kisses ilka thing it meets see yonder rosewood rich in dew among its native briars sicoy how soon it tines its scent and hue when pud and worn a common toy sick fate ere lang shall thee betide though thou may gaily bloom awhile yet soon thou shalt be thrown aside like any common weed and vile end of section twenty three recording by leonard wilson of springfield ohio